Welcome to Empower to Grow, the podcast. I am your host, Hanan Al-Basha, the business doctor. Following our conversations with empowered women who woke up one day and consciously claimed, I am more than enough. I am worthy. I am empowered to grow. And along their empowering journey towards realizing their own potential and their quest for growth, they became a beacon of hope and guidance for others. May you also find your inner power to grow. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Empower to Grow. I am super excited today to be connecting with Alexandria Dotcheva, all the way from um, the US <laughs> at this point in time. And um, she has a fascinating story that is a transformational one in itself transitioning from um, and coming from a family of musicians and getting a bachelor's in music and a doctorate in violent performance and then moving to also transforming her career into nursing into coaching into being an author and also into real estate investments Alexandra thank you and welcome thank you so much for having me it's a pleasure (laughs) to be here Thank you so much. I always start with the, the first question about being empowered to grow. When you read the phrase and the name of the podcast is empowered to grow, what did that mean to you? How does this phrase resonate with you? Oh, at the time when I was empowered to grow, it was desperation and fear of poverty for me. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was 32 years old in 2008, that's what happened because I realized I was in a very competitive market that I couldn't survive in. And I had done music for 26 years, which at the time, of course, were the most productive years of my life as I was 32. And um, that's where it hit me that it was really time to start thinking pragmatically about my life and not just financially, but also from a personal perspective, because of my uh, lack of success where I wanted to be with music, I had developed this very strong lack of self-confidence and self-esteem, which impacted every, every aspect of my life. And that had to change. So that's empowerment to grow for me. Wow. Okay. So in, you're in a phase now in your life where you're not just empowered to grow, you're also empowering others to grow in a number of aspects. So can you share more? I mean, you just shared a glimpse now, but can you share more about your story and how you've come to where you are today? Absolutely. So uh, struggling with self-esteem and self-confidence, lack of these, is very debilitating and crippling and others can take advantage uh, of that, of course, and um, they can make decisions for you that are not always in your best interest. So I took matters in my own hands when I acknowledged that I could have done better with my life besides earning a doctoral degree in classical violin. And I put my foot down and I went into a career that I had never imagined I would be in uh, nursing, one of the hardest careers you can imagine, very down to earth, as opposed to the artist world of the musician, classical Mm -hmm. musician, dramatically different uh, reality. But I wanted to learn about real life uh, other than my perception of real life, which I already knew was extremely limited and biased. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is what happened in 2008. I put myself through nursing school here. My parents were horrified in Bulgaria because I'm originally from Bulgaria. So I came to the States in 2000 to earn the master's and doctoral in music, which uh, once it happened, they were also happy and proud. And then the next year I tell them, look, this uh, I'm going this path. And now they freaked out. So I've been practicing nursing since 2011. I have learned a tremendous amount from my patients. 
-hmm. and from my uh, loved one who has been an emergency room nurse for 25 years out of his 30 year soon to be nursing career. But also I saw how nurses lived. I saw how they were sicker than most of the patients, yet they were teaching them how to live healthy. They were broke financially in many ways, even though they were making more money than me because I was a beginning nurse and they had seniority. So all these things started to click together as a very uh, red flag in my brain. And uh, that's when I understood there was a lot more to learn besides just putting myself through nursing school and coasting on a nursing career that uh, when you're a nurse in the United States, the demand is so high you will have a job till the rest of your life unless you mess something royally and you lose your license. But mm-hmm. otherwise, you are guaranteed a job for the rest of your life. Yes. However, it turned out that was not enough for me to know because um, I wanted to know how can I avoid a melting of my retirement uh, savings in another financial crash that, of course, is happening now after yes. 2008 when they said, oh, no, it's not going to happen again. Of course, it happens exactly. again. It happens all the time. So. Yes. Um, Then I went into learning the financial language and the money handling skills of investing, which was another completely different field for me. So in other words, I put myself through two very different phases in my life after having been drilled and uh, conditioned to be a musician for 26 years. I never thought I could go into science and be a professional medical um, employee, uh, nurse, you name it. Um, And then I never imagined I would understand the financial language of the stock market of real estate investing, rents, tenants, then later on options trading, because I'm also very passionate options trader. So when you put yourself through this challenge and you realize if I did this, I can do that. If I put the same amount of attention, not being arrogant, because I learned one, you think that I, the new thing is going to fall from the sky for me. No, I have to put the exact same humility, discipline, time, attention, and dedication to learn it. And I will, because I already did it once, even though the first phase doesn't guarantee the success of the second phase. That's very important. And so this is what I'm telling people right now who are in midlife crisis, like I was in my thirties or people who are going to some crossroads in life that are not necessarily midlife crisis, but something suddenly happened to them and they're in a shock. Well, how could this happen to me? You can uh, take matters into your own hands and you can do things that you never thought possible before. That's the moral of the story. I love that. And you're also exploring a fourth new arena, which is the coaching part as well. Well, yes, because I wrote a book. Uh, I published a book uh, last year and then a demand uh, came for coaching. Yes. And so I started that as well. I have, I have been coaching people on how to holistically achieve self-confidence because this is my big thing. You can't just focus on one area in your life. There are at least five areas that you have to bring to perfection. in order to thrive in this very demanding and competitive world and this is what i coach people and it's been very very great and uh, rewarding well i I love that and i think uh part of your story that i really resonated with it's it's working towards a big chunk of your life you're working Mm -hmm. towards something and that achievement as you said it's a doctorate it's being a musician and then realize is that you know having to stop yourself and taking a time out and saying is that really what i want and is it give me is it giving me the satisfaction and then more importantly the part about even the self confidence and everything even though you're very qualified on the education part on the professional part yeah. there's still the imposter syndrome there's still the the self worth issues there's still the self confidence and these are elements that we have to stop and address. I mean, you can't just continue going and expect Absolutely. it's going to be resolved. 
Um, and I've seen this time and time again, personally, I know I've experienced it. And then with my clients as well. And um, it's those that you would think they've checked everything on the checklist, <laughs> you know, and then you find, mm -hmm. oh, no, I have to go back. And I have to look right. at life from my perspective and look at my subjective success parameters. And, and I love that you said that you can always you come back from a place of humility and you start, but you're not starting from scratch, even though it might be a whole new field, you're bringing in your experiences and, and everything you have taken so far and you're building on it. So you're literally just kind of doing uh, more than one um, structure from that perspective in your life. Absolutely. Experience is fantastic. That's what brings you confidence, especially if you overcome goals that you previously thought not overcomable. But it's also important when you start a new venue not to confuse experience with arrogance, confidence sure. with arrogance. That's where humility comes in because every new business will teach you things that you never imagined and you keep learning about yourself things that you never imagined that you were supposed to learn about yourself. And it's fascinating how this works because the brain is this strange animal computer that uh, how you mold it is the most important um, uh, trait of success, future success. It will, your mindset is what will make you or break you in anything that you do. So um, yeah, it's such a chain of events that you have to carefully track and be able to sift through the valuable versus the things that you can leave behind and just say, let them rest and say, okay, so let's just focus on the new thinking, exactly. let go of, you know, detrimental um, limiting mind habits. Yeah, that, that's true. So from where you stand today, Alexandra, um, what would you go back and uh, advise and give advice and kind of advice you'd impart on your 19 year old self? What would you go back and tell her? Oh my gosh, I wish you go back to my 12 year old self because that's where things started getting bad, like 12, 12 and 15. It was just uh, because the profession I was in was so demanding and so competitive. And I understood the demand part and I was very ambitious, but uh, the competitiveness I didn't quite understand because at the time I was considered to be among the best players in my class. Mm -hmm. So my practicing routine was not one that my father was happy with because mm -hmm. I was ambitious. I thought very quickly. I wanted to learn very quickly. So I skipped important details in my technical improvement and uh, per um, perfection. And that's what my, with my dad and I were constantly on edge with each other uh, from very early in my teenage. And uh, that's what I would advise people, you know, not necessarily listen to your parents, but that's a horrible advice to give because not every parent is worth listening to. However, um, if you can honestly address your impatience, and it's mm -hmm. very hard to do when you're in the middle of that. And that doesn't apply just to young age. That applies to any age. But with uh, older, the older you get, it's a little bit easier if you realize the mistakes you made earlier in your life. If you didn't realize those mistakes, there is no hope to improve. You have to admit to yourself. But 19-year-old uh, self, I would just say, pay attention to every moment of your practice, what you do, because... Time is your most valuable asset. That's the only thing that if you lose, you can never uh, get back. And yes. it's one of these very few free things that come to you in life that is irreplaceable. It's the free things in life that are absolutely irreplaceable. And when we're 19 years old, we have no clue about that. Yes. That's why it <laughs> hits us when we pass 30, the yeah. urgency of time and how really little we have accomplished and how much more we can potentially do. I love that. And as you said, um, I always say as well, the resources we have in hand when I'm, I'm working with entrepreneurs, I said, the resources you've got right now, time, your time is a huge resource that needs to be capitalized on and thinking from the 
what's my return on this investment of this resource? Um, your energy, which as you said, also gets depleted as, as you possibly uh, grow a little older, mm-hmm. um, your knowledge, and you, you also mentioned that, that you know, you're building up from the experiences, and then you've got your um, time, your knowledge, your ta- uh, and your finances. And, and that is something that you're working with people as well to, to work, whether they're working on the relationship with money or on acquiring wealth in multiple streams as well. Yes, so, exactly. Okay, the other end of the spectrum now. Your 90-year-old self, 9-0. What would you like her to come back to you today and say thank you for? Oh, that's a horrible question to answer. Very difficult. Um, oh, uh, you mean something that I have inherited from that young age that has helped me today? If that's what you mean? Well, the discipline. Definitely the discipline and the ambition. Um, yeah. But as you grow older, you can... Uh, focus more on the discipline and less on the ambition. And that's where things start thriving, which you don't know when you're 19. But yeah, the discipline is definitely the work ethic. What I would, um, I just wish I had more focus when I was growing up. Because you can work all you want, but if you don't focus properly. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) But no, actually the the question is your older self, your 90, 90 old self. Oh, 90, oh, I'm so sorry. Yes, no problem. Oh, I'll be very thankful to thank you for today. Yes, uh, for jumping into these adventures and overcoming the fear, because if I were 90 and I hadn't done it, I would have tremendous regrets that I didn't do that. I love that. Okay, so my final question is, you're on a stage and you're talking to tens of thousands of women. What would be, and the topic is about being empowered to grow. What would be that last message you leave them with? First of all, don't identify yourself as a woman in terms of success because that's already Mm self-limiting. I was told by my father when I was seven years old, you need to play like a man. You need to play like a man. You have to overcome the fact that you're a girl because people look differently at girls. Don't Don't even think you're a woman. Just set yourself for success. Whether you're inspired by a successful woman or a successful man, don't let this distinction, distinguishment, um, I mean, this difference limit you because it doesn't matter ultimately whether you're a woman or a, or a man in that hall. But yeah. women, it's high time for us to throw this veil of limitation and uh, the, uh, you know, constriction at all we're women. So there is a certain path for us and uh, yeah. there is no, no other way or otherwise you'll get frowned upon, depending on the culture also, but whether you're talking about a multicultural audience of 10,000 or just one particular culture of 10,000, it also depends what you're going to tell them in that respect. Yeah, uh, it's a multicultural environment. I'll just tell them, don't waste your time. If you're here, you already know that you need to change your life. You already know what you need to do. And the answers are mostly within you. Get a mentor who is just uh, many, much more successful than you are in what you want to be successful. Learn from them, pay them the money because it's worth it. That's true. That's precisely what saves you a lot of time when you pay the money and you put the pressure on yourself to live up to that uh, payment that you did to that mentor because the great mentors are not cheap. Yes. And I'll tell them, don't be shy to pay a mentor, follow the advice, make it your own and uh just go for it because really life is ridiculously short. Yeah, sure. There, and the, the saying, as you said, with the mentors part, it's um, the saying that goes stand on the shoulders of giants. So these are people that would have 
you know, kind of carve the way learn, you learn from them, whether they are living mentors or even, you know, finding their books and listening to their channels or videos or whatever it is. There's so much wealth when you decide that I want to do more. Correct. I agree with that. Yes. Yeah. Because you right. always can do more. You can never become complacent with what you have achieved, even yes. if you've created a very comfortable life for yourself. That's true. That's true. And I love that. Yeah. I think complacency puts you in a place where you get comfortable and within that comfort zone, then you, it's very difficult for you to start moving outside of it. And um, I know personally that for me, I'm still raising my awareness on a daily basis on where my comfort zones are and, and challenging myself to do just one task today, one thing that's just going to push me outside a little bit. And it doesn't have to be huge leaps, but just a little step that you're just even just crossing on comfort zone line that in itself could possibly just kind of push you out. That's very true, uh, especially if it's aligned with a certain goal uh, that is um, hard to achieve and you do that strip to cross the comfort zone towards that goal. That's even better in my uh, in my experience. I also want to tell um, to women who are immigrants in mm. a country like this, like we come here to have a better life. And most of us are ready to work very hard. Uh, some of us have the wrong perception that because this country is so well arranged, uh, possibilities will just drop in our laps and we have to run with them. It's not exactly the case because in an advanced country like this, everybody has the same opportunity. And yes. then you have all these people who are born here and they don't see the opportunity because they're just so taking things for granted and there's so much entitlement. So an immigrant can seize this and see it and take advantage of it to themselves to not act that way and align themselves, align themselves with the most successful people in the country they're in. And that will be the best way to go um, just so you don't uh, fall behind. And if you are in a habit of associating with your own cultural group, when you come to a different country, I strongly suggest you break that habit because that's only going to leave you where you were, where you left. Where you started. Yeah. location, but the mentality, the mindset, the culture and the habits and the limitations are the same. Don't do this to yourself. I love that. I love that because there's also, um, I was listening to, I believe it was talked by Earl Nightingale and he was talking oh. about that point specifically of, of especially as, my, as, uh, as immigrants, how is it that immigrants have a lot more success when um, the people in the country are not achieving as much. And as you said, it's because they come with that ambition and that vision, I'm gonna do better for myself. And, and then accordingly, they are looking for the opportunities. And I think that part is when your RIS, your reticular activating system in your brain is looking for the opportunity, you're gonna be seeing it much easier. And I think not much easier, but you're gonna be more aware of it. And then accordingly, you can put in the effort faster than others. Exactly, I love Earl Nightingale. Yes. I love, I've listened to so many of his um, audios, yes. very motivational and so extremely helpful. And when you act on what he says, it really helps. That's true. That's true. Well, uh, Alexandra, thank you so much for this. This has been so insightful. Um, and I want to ask you, I, I mean, we're going to be putting the links anyway, but where can our viewers and listeners find you and where on in the virtual world and uh, where can they buy your book? The book is on the website, holisticselfconfidence.com. No dashes, holisticselfconfidence.com. So I have a paperback format, which is available in the US. Uh, the ebook format, <laughs> of course. Uh, and the ebook, here is the book. Can you see above the light? Yes. 
Yeah. It really is simple, a holistic approach to self-confidence, a practical guide. So um, the ebook is downloadable anywhere in the world. And it's very affordable. Uh, we're working on having the paperback also available in many English-speaking countries. But because the shipping cost is oftentimes higher than the book cost, yes. we keep it in the ebook so that the buyers can afford and not uh, cringe when they see the shipping price. But the book is great for people who are in midlife crisis, at crossroads in life, and even actually not just the age group of early 30s to mid-50s, because now with all these changes in the last two years, there are younger people that can easily take advantage of the concepts in this book because they will be facing more challenging and faster changes than my generation and the generation prior to mine. And they'll have to adjust to these things faster if they want to be successful. So I strongly recommend even to people younger than 30, uh, get that book because it's an easy, inexpensive way to learn, extremely practical for your health, spirituality, career, financial, and relationship success. Great. Thank you so much, Alexander. This has been a pleasure. And I look forward to our Uncharted discussion, which is our next episode. So this is going to be exciting as well. Thank you. Thank you everyone for joining us as the sum up of what Alexander's experiences are just telling us and they're showing us. It is never too late to not reinvent yourself, but to work on your evolution and to ask yourself, where do I wanna go from here? And what do I wanna achieve? And more importantly, Will this be the place where I break all the barriers that have been, I have been conditioned with? And I think this is our job in life is to break every barrier and to get to the next level. So as always, I wish you love, abundance and prosperity. And I'm going to see you next time. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Empowered to Grow podcast. For further engagement with a tribe of empowered women, join my Facebook group, Empowered to Grow, or visit my website, www.hananelbasha.com. I'll catch you on the next episode. And until then, know that empowered you empowers others. Love, abundance, and prosperity to you all.